pack your bags, you get on the plane, and you excitedly await your arrival, right? <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> but then you get off the plane, and things don't quite seem right. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And this week, we're going to be talking a bit about our parenting journey in raising a son with special needs. We thought it might be helpful to share some of our struggles and some of the things that really helped us along our journey. And if you don't have a child with special needs, please keep listening. (laughs) There will be practical tools that can be applied to all parenting journeys and even just life in general. And so we're glad you joined us. Right. Yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in. But before jumping into that today, we wanted to share a little difference in (laughs) our marriage that showed itself the other day when we were about to record a podcast with a couple. You see, we had it all set up and we were at their house and just before we sit down (laughs) to hit record, poof, out goes the power. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And so we ended up uh, just, not just, we ended up sitting around, having coffee, waiting to see if the power would go back on, waiting to see if the power would go back on, which unfortunately it did not come back on and we were not able to record that interview at that time. But here's the difference in our marriage. Why don't you share uh, as we drove away the conversation that we had in the car. Well, it gave us a bit of a chuckle because I went away having enjoyed a really great conversation, but there was this sense of, I guess, a disappointment in not getting the task done because there's always such a big to-do list and there's things that just need to get done and it feels really good to get it finished, check it off, (laughs) move on to the next thing. And so though I enjoyed the visit, there was that sense of like, oh, we didn't get the task done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so as you're sharing that, I'm just, I'm on the other side of the seat going, what are you talking about? Like, that was such a great hour and a half of just sitting around and, and visiting and having coffee. And I didn't even realize that by the end of a, really what we were there for was to interview. And yeah. Anyways, we did not get that interview done. We yeah. have rebooked it. And so we're uh, going to set that up. But it was just a, a funny difference that we had. And as we walked away, uh, be, where we're at in our own not our lives, no, I guess our personalities. It's our personalities and just the way our brains work <laughs> yeah. and uh, how we're wired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyways, it was funny. Uh, we have a good chuckle over it uh, through that. But today we want to talk as Valerie, as you shared, was really our parenting journey yeah. with our son uh, who has some disabilities and, and just the journeying with that to kick things off. You have an analogy that's really uh, helped us throughout the journey. Why don't you share that analogy? Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. (laughs) Lost my voice for a second there. (laughs) This is something someone said to us really early on in our journey of figuring out kind of what was going on with our son. And uh, I think it was shortly after we had received the diagnosis that uh, that he has, which is cognitive disabilities, right. uh, along with some um, autistic traits and mm-hmm. some OCD type traits. Mm-hmm. And so that's the yeah, a little understanding that, right. that he has. Right. And so they had said to us, 
Imagine that you plan a trip to Europe. You are excited. You've, you've imagined all the sights you're going to see, all the things you're going to do. You've been dreaming about seeing mm -hmm. these things. You pack your bags, you get on the plane, and you excitedly await your arrival, right? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> but then you get off the plane. And things don't quite seem right. And you quickly realize that you're not in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> You've ended up somewhere that you were not expecting. But it can still be wonderful. Mm -hmm. If we can adjust our expectations, if we can get excited about where we are mm -hmm. and the sights that we're going to see in this journey, right. it can be a just as amazing as Europe, it's just going to look different. Yeah. And so for me, that really helps, I think, to release expectations right. and to say, you know what, I need to get excited about where we're at. Yeah. Yes, we need to grieve in in the process of, of wrestling through all this. We mm. need to allow ourselves to grieve and to come to terms with where we're at. Yeah. But it can still be wonderful. Yeah, and it has been a wonderful journey. Yeah. Kieran has been such a blessing in our life. All three of our kids have been yes. uh, wonderful blessings in our lives. And we are so thankful uh, to God for our kids. Yes, uh, each and every one of each them. Each and every one of them, yeah. And and each and every one has brought different challenges and yeah. different excitements and different journeys along the way. But this one, I'm well, not this one, but with Kieran, there was that definite like, here's what we expect. And yet, it's going to look different. And so we want to share a little bit some of our struggles and then some things that have helped us. And we hope that by the end of the podcast that through some of our struggles and, and the things that have helped us with our son, if there's any of our listeners that have children with disabilities, that this will be encouraging. And for others that don't, uh, that this will still be encouraging and there will be tools and practical advice that they can use in their parenting and in, in their marriage. So why don't we start really with the struggles and and one of the early on struggles that we had was accepting the diagnosis uh understanding and, and coming to terms with that now we had our son very early in, in age yes we um, were very young when we had him we were very young when we had him and uh we were in high school yeah uh, I, so I, we're not trying to before my 17th birthday and you were 18 Right. Uh, just graduating high school for myself, and then you were in grade 11 when we had him. And so we're, we're very young. Uh, now, fast forward this three years. This is why we're going to fast forward to three years is because that's when the diagnosis, uh, I guess not... What? How old are they when they go to kindergarten? <laughs> Five. Five. It was. It was great. Right. I'm fast forwarding a little. Maybe. Okay. Let's keep fast, fast forwarding uh, to grade to kindergarten. And there was. That's when it really started to show uh, that there were some differences and there were some special needs and the delay. And so. As, even even before that, though, okay. there was even in daycare, right? There true, there true. were concerns at the daycare, but even at that point, I guess being willing to accept that there were some differences, right? Right, that were there that they could see, but that we couldn't or maybe wouldn't see. Mm. And it, the older he got, the more observable these differences began to be right and so then we're making decisions and, and we're still young in, in this journey and we're making decisions because of the diagnosis that's really going to affect his life 
down the road. Decisions of holding him back a year in kindergarten. Uh, decisions when he was in grade three to move him from a the typical typical classroom. classroom to more of an alternate resource planning and closing potentially some doors of university, those types of things. And we're making these decisions. And I mean, really, we're still kids ourselves, but it sure got a lot easier when we accepted the diagnosis, uh, accepted what that was, and then we were able to put plans in place to actually help him. Yeah, I think a big piece of the accepting is that that grieving process of Mm. realizing, you know what, we're not in Europe. And so Mm. how can I adjust my expectation and embrace where we are and make the best decisions possible for this situation? Mm -hmm. But a huge piece of it was that being willing to accept Mm -hmm. that, you know what, he's got some struggles Mm -hmm. and this isn't going to be a typical... Uh, journey of of a child going through their elementary school years and their high school years and graduating with mm. a uh, diploma. Right, right. And so it's hard when your child is so young to make decisions like that, mm-hmm. that, uh, that, yeah, could affect the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another sort of struggle was deciding on treatment. And uh, it's hard enough as parents to come to a decision along with the doctors who are involved over how to best help that Mm. child and if there is different treatments or medications that can help them. But then there's also other people's concerns. (laughs) And that can be really challenging. And it it comes from a place of love, people's concern that, well, are are you sure that medication is the right thing? We've heard that it can be really dangerous. Just things like that. And it does show the love and concern of others, but it does make it that much harder to be sure of the decision that we were making Mm -hmm. because we had talked with a lot of doctors and tried to figure out the best course of action. And a great analogy that a doctor gave me was if a child needed glasses, would you get them the glasses or would you not get them the glasses? Mm -hmm. And for me, as somebody who wore glasses, I was like, (laughs) well, you you get them the glasses so they can see. And and of course, things have changed so much from when uh, treatments for, you know, ADHD and different things first came out because that was another uh, condition that he does have. And so it was, you know, navigating all of that, our own decision-making, other people's doubts or fears or questions mm-hmm. and so coming to a decision together mm-hmm. uh, as far as what's the best course of action for our son mm-hmm. another struggle that we wanted to allude to or mention was just really and this one this one kind of continued through life as we've uh, as he's been grow as he grew up I guess not grown he is growing now he's 20 23 so uh, he he's not a kid anymore but there was this learning or this struggle of would others accept him? Would others understand the things that he does differently? Would they be able to process how he handles life or the way he says things or right? And then does that have this 
negative outlook on us or this impact like oh my they're really bad parents yeah. or yeah. i can't believe they allow their that, that kid would say that like what are these parents doing and so there's this acceptance and this looking down upon that was a real struggle and i say this maybe more internally of a struggle than actually externally in terms of like what Kieran struggled with, because I can remember as we were going through youth and, and at our church with Bible study, and he would raise his hand all the time to read the Bible, to read scripture in this yeah. big group. And at that time, there was, uh, he's not able to read all the words at certain, like the bigger words, or there's a stutter. And so then I'm like, oh my goodness, like people are going to look down on him because he's stuttering. And but every week he's raising his hand. He's like, I'll read it. I'll read it. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I embarrassed? Like, I should be like, this is awesome. And encouraging him to be like, man, I'm really encouraged with how you will raise your hand to volunteer. Though we struggled with acceptance, I also think of where he has been accepted within the church. There's a group of men that... You can watch him go on a Sunday morning around and tease them about all their sports. And we hear this at the place of work. He actually knows everybody's favorite sports team, and then he teases them yes. when they lose. He loves to banter back and forth <laughs> and just, yeah, joke around about their sports teams. Yeah, and so I would say I probably internally struggled with acceptance of him. Not like I accepted him, but like would other people accept him? Yeah, the him? fear of him being accepted by others. Thank you. I That's an internal thing because... Kieran just he just goes with it and and with it and so that would be a fear that um, the acceptance of others that I have had to wrestle with um, uh, and process through so yeah no I definitely did as well because as as parents and especially as young parents you kind of feel like you have something to prove like mm. okay I have to have the most well behaved mm-hmm. uh, well dressed perfect child yeah. right <laughs> and then when you can't achieve that. Yeah. You know, there is that that fear of failure, those insecurities, the doubts that, you know, I'm a terrible parent. There's all that stuff that you mm-hmm. have to work through and and kind of separate, yeah. you know. Uh, and so that was definitely a struggle. Yeah, so those are a few of the struggles that we had, but there's also been some things that have helped us and there's yeah. been some joys along the way. So many joys. And and let's let's talk about that. Let's <laughs> okay. let's talk about some of the things that have helped us and then the joys that have come from these things or from the things that have helped us. Why don't you start? Things that really helped was learning how to lean into each other as mm. husband and wife to not let those fears, those insecurities, those assumptions that maybe we were hearing in our heads impact us as mm-hmm. individuals. And then to kind of take out that frustration or the fear or embarrassment or disappointment on each other. Mm-hmm. So instead of turning on each other in those moments, yeah. how do we how do we lean in? How do we just go to each other to figure this out as teammates yeah. rather than you know, kind of lashing out in a moment of pain. Yeah. And so once we figured that out, that helped so much in in just taking a deep breath and not being so reactive, but being more proactive. Mm -hmm. Another one would be defining success and understanding that it's actually going to look different uh, with a child with uh, special needs. But here's what I have found. 
defining success success can look different for each of our kids. Yeah. Uh, right? Like like each of our kids are going to have their own journey no matter where that's at. We want them to be following the Lord and we pray and are thankful that our kids have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And then after that, the success it can look different uh, yeah. of how we define that. And this was uh, something that really helped me along the journey, especially in the sports world, because we wanted him to be in sports. Sports was a huge thing that I grew up playing. And going back to that fear of acceptance, uh, as he played in ice hockey and disability started to show itself more and more in the development years of ice hockey and just physical abilities and physical abilities then i was just like oh is he going to be accepted by the team and and he was though kind of always maybe more of an outsider because as kids are learning and trying to accept everybody and and learn that they're navigating those things as well and And i think he didn't quite feel like he fit right right. there was that sense of insecurity even in himself right even when kids did try to include him right that's so true and then this is what we found actually as we transitioned over to Special Olympics because he plays in Special Olympics now was just the acceptance that he had from everybody again but he felt more from what I saw he felt more free to even just be himself and engage and I can remember the very first hockey practice that we were in and he's going up and down the line with the players and he's high-fiving and fist-pumping them uh, when they're on the bench and and cheering them on which he didn't do at all (laughs) in, in these other places and so really once he landed there like it he just blossomed in with Special Olympics. Yeah. Uh, Socially right. and and in the sports aspect, the athletics of it as well. And I think a big piece of that is he felt like it, um, like it was a level playing field. He felt mm. like an equal mm-hmm. rather than... I don't quite fit in here and I don't, I can't do the things that these other kids are doing that he experienced in, in just regular ice hockey. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big uh, distinction, I think for him. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that really helped us was learning some different parenting strategies. And so depending on a child's physical or mental or emotional capabilities, our parenting is going to look different from child to child mm. and from child who has typical cognitive abilities or physical abilities to Mm -hmm. someone who has atypical. Mm -hmm. And so that was a real struggle for us. Well, first of all, we were very young and (laughs) trying to figure out how to parent in the first place. But then finding the right parenting strategy because you get a lot of advice and you get a lot of watching of other people, right? Like we were watching other people to see what they did. But I think the thing that helped us so much was when we found connected families. Mm -hmm. And so Connected Families, they're an organization that has really dug into helping parents to see how does God parent his children? Right, right. right? Let's let's look at scripture and see what God does. And they really kind of zoomed out and looked at the big framework and they came up with kind of this four-piece pyramid. So we thought it'd be super helpful to kind of go through those four tiers of the pyramid Mm -hmm. um, because it helped us so much. It did. And so the foundation of this pyramid is that we as parents, we need to be secure in our relationship with Christ mm-hmm. so that we're not being reactive, that we're being proactive, that we're a safe 
person and that our child knows that they're safe with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of that foundational piece that we need to be solid with Christ right. and in our own identity right. before we can move to the next step. Yeah. And then from there, it's uh, to connect, uh, to love and enjoy our children and to make sure that they know that they are also loved no matter what. From the connection, we're going to move now into the coaching stage, which is to build them up and to teach them that they are called and capable of things. And the last step is to correct, to guide our kids to right their wrongs and that they are responsible for their actions. Mm -hmm. This was so, so helpful in our parenting journey with all of our kids. Um, And again, because instead of being reactive and unsure what to do when a situation would come up, we had a clear and easy to remember framework that Mm -hmm. we could draw upon because each kid in each situation is a little bit different. It's a little bit more nuanced, right? Than than just that A plus B equals C. (laughs) And so having a framework instead of a specific formula was so helpful. And this um, organization, Connected Families, they, they... They've got at least two books. They might have more by now. I'm not sure. But they've got some books. They've got an online parenting course. Mm -hmm. They have coaches that you can talk with Mm -hmm. one-on-one. They've got a podcast and a newsletter that they send out. And um, some really helpful, practical ways of, uh, of integrating this kind of parenting strategy Mm -hmm. and so we highly recommend checking them out right and we'll put a link to their website in the show notes there uh, for you to have and access to that as well the other thing that we want to touch on when it comes to things that really helped us was our surrendering to christ and when we fully surrendered our lives to christ that is by far the piece that completely changed everything in our in our in our own lives personally in our marriage yeah. in our parenting like like it just was this a faucet that then just flowed into all of our other areas of our lives and really learning then how to live with the fruit of the spirit how to walk in love and to have joy and peace to to show patience and kindness goodness faithfulness to have gentleness and have self-control when we started to learn these things and started to apply these things into our life when we started to apply them into our marriage when we started to apply it into our parenting ah just everything changed for us and we're so thankful uh how the holy spirit has worked in our life and how he's enabled us to make these changes and these corrections in our life but really that was really the first step is this surrendering and then learning to actually live it out and to practically show what that means and it started uh, by surrendering our lives and then walking with the fruit fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Another thing that helped because sometimes you think, well, that's my fault that, Mm. uh, that my child has this struggle or this disability. Mm -hmm. And, um, in Psalms, uh, 139 verses 13 and 14, we read this. It says, I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. And so to realize that, you know what, God doesn't make mistakes. Mm. And each and every person is made in the image of God Mm -hmm. with a purpose. 
Now, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, Savior we become children of God. Mm. But regardless, whether we've taken that step, we are made in his image and mm-hmm. we're image bearers. And so to realize that, yes, sin has marred us as the human race and this earth in so many ways. Mm. And we see that in sickness and disease and the brokenness. And and it it makes life difficult and painful. Mm. But God still has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. Coming to that realization and not just in a head knowledge, but in a heart knowledge Mm -hmm. was huge in just taking that deep breath and relaxing and Mm. saying there is a purpose and there is a plan for each and every child's life, Mm -hmm. each and every person's life. Even though it looks different, it's still significant Mm. and there's value and goodness in it. Mm -hmm. And so that was a huge piece of embracing the joy, being able to embrace the joy. Right. Right. And so those are a few things that we wanted to share today, a little bit of our parenting journey. Uh, And as always, we want to end with a few questions for our listeners to be able to process and to think about. So here are three questions that we have. In moments of stress, is our tendency to lean into our spouse, to be a place of safety and comfort and strength? Or do we pull away and get defensive or irritated? Are there areas in our marriage or parenting in which we need to redefine what success looks like? And the third question, are there areas in our lives where we need to get some new strategies, new tools, and new perspectives? And if so, how can we go about doing that? Thanks again for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.